announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Kind of started late there. Yeah. What up, Mario? <sighs> okay. So, so did the, the, the audio catch anything that I said no. or nothing? No, nothing. 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 All right. So mm. this is the Lucha Outsider Show. What up? That, that's Leo. And I'm yours truly, the heel that seals the deal to <laughs> the stage on the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rador. And this is Lucha Outsider Show, episode 148. <laughs> oh it's awesome, you know? What ha- what happened, Leo? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it off here. I'm just saying, how, how are you going to take and, and wait 45 minutes and then, hey, <laughs> you want to talk about this? We're about to start, woman. Um, What up, guys? What's going on? Make sure you guys share the video. Make sure you let the people know that we are here. Uh, what up to the people that are already connecting with us on the Facebook chat? Make sure you do a watch party. Make sure you share the video so that way we can all get into everything that's going on in the wrestling world. What up to our boy, Fad Mania, right from the UK? Let us know how you guys are doing with wrestling in this quarantine, Mario. Uh, completely uh, random. Yeah. Uh, did you switch the camera by any chance on on the the Facebook gimmick? Like, is it on us? Yeah, it's on us now. It didn't catch any All of the right. intro stuff. Don't worry. About it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what's up, Leo? How, how you been, man? It, it's been a while. Well, five minutes ago, I was doing fine. Three minutes ago, we'll talk about it later. One minute ago, we're doing the show. What up? Uh, no, everything's good, man. Catching up on a couple wrestling. I was watching some uh, YouTube videos, too, from the past. Uh, I was actually watching this uh, this breakdown of all the T- uh, TNA slash Impact champions of all time, like the best ones. AJ Styles, number right. one. Bobby Roode, number two. That, that's, a, that's a pretty good one, too, especially the number one, AJ Styles. I think you mm-hmm. could throw in Kurt Angle there, Sting. Well, they had him as four. Sting was, like, number eight because they were looking at, like, how much power they had with the title and their run and everything like that. Jeff Jarrett, number five, I believe. 
So yeah, that's what I did. So there's some there's, there's definitely some some names. Bobby Lashley was also a, a former TNA World yeah. Champion. Yeah. So uh, James Storm was like one of the worst because his reign only lasted like one day. Right. Right. In. <laughs> It lasted one day because they remember they used to tape from mm-hmm. Universal Studios and they would do like tapings like back to back. But like yeah. in TV time, I think it was like a week or two. It was a week. His was a week. And I forgot right. who else was like the uh, then he had it for like two weeks. Somebody else. But yeah, so that's what I was watching this week. And, uh, and plus all the other stuff that's going on. So uh, Sam's not here. Um, he's going through some stuff right mm-hmm. now. Uh, is it um, is a Proper words to use us a, a sabbatical. Yeah, yeah. Sabbatical with Jace. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, some... he's on a sabbatical. I guess uh, he'll be returning. I'm assuming at some point, but uh, you know, he's going through some <laughs> we, things. We hope so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he he's gonna return. Um, he's going through some stuff. I touched on it uh, briefly last week because I actually did something that's never been been done before in the Lucha Outsider show. I did a mini episode literally by myself. Yeah. Solo Jones. Solo Jones, yeah. I did a mini episode because mm-hmm. you weren't around. You was on vacation. And Sam, he's going through some things. So I briefly touched on that. Uh, but it, it was definitely it was a learning experience doing a show on your own. Yeah. So what did you learn from that? That for whatever reason, it takes longer to edit a show that you're doing by yourself than when you're actually doing it with people. That's what I learned. Did you get a lot of ums and ums and a couple of those? I got, I got, I get, a, I got rid of all that during editing. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like I could pause it and then like I went to go take like a piss or something. Uh, uh, I actually, I didn't do it by myself because I had Marty in the background. He was snoring throughout the episode. Well, there you go. See that that always helps. Is is it wasn't a, a straight solo Jones? Right, 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 right. Okay, so uh, yeah, we're back. We're back. Um, let's talk some wrestling. Um, oh, before we we talk some wrestling, give me a minute. Hashtag is Rebel Time. I really need this too. I need to wake up. You're telling me, and and you need that from time let, to time. Also, let's uh, say rest in peace to Regis Philbin. Yeah, uh, he passed away. He passed away yesterday at the age of eighty-eight. I thought he was older um, than that. I mean, I mean, you're an old guy. Do you have any Regis Philbin? <laughs> do you have any Regis? Do you have any Regis memories, bro? <laughs> yeah, I remember when he was in black and white. Uh no, <laughs> I uh, I was actually no, actually some some people in the in the wrestling community put uh, a couple of pictures of him and uh, Austin when Austin went there to to the show. Um, right. But, yeah, you know what? It, it kind of makes you feel old, and you're going to start feeling this in, in a couple of years when a lot of the people that you grew up watching start dying. So Right. There you right. Go. <laughs> I so, mean, it, it, it's crazy. Like, I was, um, you know who made me feel old um, not too long ago? Mm-hmm. Teddy uh, from The Rest Friends. She was saying how <laughs> when she was in kindergarten, China was like, very popular and i'm like china i was like i think i graduated was high school. When I was in, in middle school and you're talking about like when you were in kindergarten that's a, i felt old i felt old when uh she was saying that so all right so rest in peace read just filming so uh man uh I want to kind of leave the good stuff, the entertaining stuff, like throughout the show. So I want to get rid of like kind of the dead weight in the beginning. Uh-huh. Did you watch Extreme Rules at, at all? <laughs> uh, tell you the truth, no. 
Um, I do my. Well, you ain't missed much. No, no. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, I think they're gonna rename it from a horror show to horrible show. Um, no, but I, I do my usual where I watch it the next day. Uh, you know the the shortened version of it. Um, right. It. It wasn't a show. It wasn't a good show. It wasn't a bad show. It was just a show. A show. It's just a show, right? You know. I think I think it's a little bit um over exaggerated by some of the wrestling fans that say like oh this is the worst WWE show I've ever seen so you you remember when we went ahead and we watched the Brock Lesnar and um and Goldberg match from WrestleMania, from 20? WrestleMania 20 okay you remember how we were like oh you know the the lore behind this is this match was really really bad right but and it, it wasn't that bad of a match yeah it was just it was just a match it so, was just a match. The crowd shitted on that match because they knew both guys were leaving. Yeah. That's why everybody has that bad taste in their mouth saying, like, yo, that was such a bad match. But in reality, if you watch that match, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. So if if you look at Extreme Rules, right, I bet you half of the people that are shitting on the show didn't even watch it. I, I will say this. Some of the in-ring action of the show was really good, like, Sasha, Sasha and Asuka had a really good match. Mm-hmm. The ending was just shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you, you can't do anything Ray, about the ending. Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio was a really good in-ring match, but the gimmick behind it was terrible, and the finish with the fake eyeball popping <laughs> Rey Mysterio's mask was terrible. Dude, that, that, just a graphic of that, right? Like, and, and Mysterio tried to play it off, you know, like kind of holding it, right? You know, just to kind of get that, like, that little glimpse of it. But why? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. You didn't need it. You didn't need it at all. It was just terrible. It just, was a ster- It was a terrible gimmick to begin with. A straight up Mysterio match in Rollins is good. Why would you add, right. you know, the the whole eye and eye for an eye and this and that? Like, no, you don't need to. In that swamp match, uh, I, I, I don't know. Is Sister Abigail okay. now? Uh, what's her name? Alexa Bliss. Yeah, is it? Is it not? Like... What I'll say about the swamp match: it, these, these, um, gimmick, uh, cinematic. theatrical matches. What, what, what are they calling it? Cinematic, these, uh, c- cinematic matches, right? You gotta take away like your wrestling fandom for a second and be like, okay, this ain't a traditional match. Okay. Right? They, they, the theatrical matches have become a thing, you know, due to this COVID era that we're in. Yeah. Um, do I think it's becoming a, a very oversaturated uh, gimmick match? Absolutely. It's starting yeah. to become like a common thing. We just saw Sheamus and Jeff Hardy have like somewhat of a theatrical match on Friday Night SmackDown. But when it comes to the Swamp match, if you take away the element like okay this isn't wrestling i mean for what it was i thought it was okay i don't think it was bad i, I kind of it kind of reminded me of freddie versus jason okay that's what it reminded me of now if you had to sell it to somebody because again the, the number one thing they tell you oh wrestling is fake right like that's the number one word to all these detractors so but if right. you had to sell it to somebody and they tune in and they they're looking to see them in the ring and then you see them you know jumping around in water and this and that if you had never seen this before it looks out of place you know that's why that's why again that's why i started with what i started with which it was just a show like right. it, it didn't right. have that that grandiose feeling it didn't have like that that aside from cesaro and nakamura winning the titles i think that right. was the 
You know what I mean? Like other than that, it was it was just it was there a was house some, show. There were some really good in ring uh, stuff in, no. in the show, like. And I and I feel like you know what it sounds like that wow. I'm doing right now. I'm trying to make excuses <laughs> for for Extreme Rules, which it, it, listen, it, it wasn't a good show. But yeah. I, I just I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to discredit the talent that did bust their ass in the show because a lot of the in ring quality was really good. Yeah. Like Bailey and Nikki Cross, I thought their match in ring wise was really good. Sasha and Asuka was really good. Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio was really good in ring wise. Uh, the tag title match, Nakamura and Cesaro yeah. capturing those tag titles against the New Day. Um, do they both deserve better and be singles acts? Absolutely, but they're they're in a tag team, and why not put the gold on them? Also, mm-hmm. uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler in ring wise, it was. It was good. Yeah. I just think when you don't make Dolph Ziggler a credible opponent and he's always losing, it's just kind of like it takes the steam out of the match. And it's like, okay, we know Drew McIntyre is going to win. Yeah, of course. And and it's it's all about taking those few seconds for you to think, oh, maybe Dolph could pull it off. Like, I think we've lost the art of the champion losing but not giving up his title. Like that DQ finish, that count out finish, which at the end, it kind of adds to the storyline. When was the last time right. we had a championship match end like that? Well, I mean, they, they've gave us. I got to fault WWE on this because right now they're on Raw. They're running two angles with like, who's the real champion? Like with the Raw women's title with Sasha and Asuka, yeah, yeah. like. Sasha's running, and don't get me wrong, I think Sasha's doing some of the best work she's done, she's doing since her NXT career, but or since her NXT run, I mean. But you know, she's saying that she's Raw champion, or at least she's carrying the belt, and now yeah. they're gonna have like a match tomorrow where they're gonna determine who's the real uh, Raw Women's champ. But then you have MVP, which I think MVP is killing him on Mike, and he's carrying the United States Championship. The new title, yeah, because and uh, what's his face? Uh, Apollo Cruz is nowhere oh. to be found. Yeah, where is Apollo Cruz? I think he got COVID. You think so? I mean, to be honest with you, it doesn't really make a difference because he made no difference for the show. I don't know why they even put the title on him. He's terrible. <laughs> He's boring. He's he, it was uh. it, it's him putting the title on Apollo Cruz has been nothing but a failure. A <laughs> failure. Well, I mean that that even came out of nowhere. What was you know? that? Like that even came out of nowhere. Like, right, why would you right. give him the title? And and again, like, and it's funny because I was actually reading this um, with uh, Shelton Benjamin and the twenty four seven title, right? right? Where to paraphrase, he's like, you know, the 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 person or the man doesn't make the title. I mean, the the title doesn't make the man. The man makes the title because he was talking about you know, hey, defending the the hurt, this and that, whatever for the twenty four seven title, but like. For Apollo Cruz, like he needs to make that title something. You know what I mean? Like he ain't make, listen, he ain't making anything. I but, think this is one of those cases, Leo, where they put the title on Apollo Cruz thinking the title was gonna make the guy. And you know, he can't control COVID, which is fine. Like, yeah. you know, if you get COVID, you get it. Like you can't really control that, especially in the WWE front. But 
Putting the title on Apollo Crews has been nothing but a failure. It's been terrible. I know. What up to our boy Kenneth Dinkins? He's saying B-movies when we were talking about uh, Extreme Rules Horror Show. That's what it felt Uh, like. (laughs) All right. So you mentioned Sean Benjamin and how he's a 24-7 champion. Um, uh, An interesting uh, news tidbit came out this week where WWE wants to make a new nation of domination and yes. then this past monday night on raw we saw ron simmons having a conversation with mvp and bobby lashley mm-hmm. and then sean benjamin ended up catch capturing the 24 7 championship and now their new faction is called the hurt business yes uh what's your thoughts on that i like the name right a- i like the name too it, it's not a bad name i don't think it's a bad name at all no not at all um, it's not like it's Apple. Remember that one? I was actually watching another video of like different, uh, teams that have come together that you probably don't even remember of. It was like Daniel Bryan, Centino, Mark Henry, and somebody else. Uh, and they were going against the core. Get it? Apple core. Yeah. That was wrestling. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> exactly. That's what I said. But I like, I like the name. I would have loved to see the nation of domination, but I think with the times that we're living in now. You can't do that. I mean, it's definitely kind of play. It's play. It's playing with the climate that we're living in, and it's blurring the lines a little bit. Yes. But I'm cool with the hurt business. If they make the hurt business kind of like, all right, you have the four horsemen, and then you have mm-hmm. evolution, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're some. They're they're kind of related to each yeah. other. They like they kind cousins. of make the hurt right. If they make the hurt business related to the nation of domination, like I wouldn't be mad about that at all yeah just don't don't call it the new nation of domination because when you put new in front of it we know that it sucks except the new world order well because there was no original world order get it right just saying just saying the new brood the new rock and roll the new right 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 right. the new nexus (laughs) yeah no uh but I, i again like i like what they're doing with with uh, Sheldon Benjamin, I mean, you and I have always been very high on him. Uh, Bobby Lashley, you need to book Bobby Lashley the way he was booked in TNA. Again, when I was watching yes. the, this video yes. of the yes. TNA champions, Lashley was credible. Lashley right. could, could he was a monster. kick your ass. And then you bring him to WWE and you put him with Lana. You know, you know what's what's funny uh, that you mentioned Bobby Lashley? They took like a picture of MVP and Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules. Yeah. Remember... He, uh, MVP was supposed to challenge for the United States Championship against Apollo Cruz, but yeah. Apollo's nowhere to be found, which nobody really cares where he's at. But <laughs> but they got you a care, picture you of care, M- you care, you care. No, I don't. I keep him away from my TV. <laughs> but MVP is there, like gloating with the new title, and Bobby Lashley kind of has like a weird look on his face, and he's just standing there. Yeah. So then the meme says like, when you're working at Extreme Rules, but you could have worked that slam reversal last night. Yes, much better show. By the way, I also found out this uh, this whole thing where there's there was a meme at one point about Bobby Lashley being like lost. Um, it happened during a match where they were trying to like throw somebody into steel steps, and you have Bobby Lashley kind of going back and forth because he didn't know where he was supposed to stand. Like, what am I supposed to hold the steps? Am I supposed to help you throw the guy into the? I'll look for it. Right. I'll send it to you. We can put it up. There was, there was, um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but like in 2006, mm-hmm. uh, Money in the Bank, 2006 at WrestleMania. Yeah. That's the one that RVD won. Okay. Okay. In that match, if you watch that match back, when Bobby Lashley's climbing the ladder, 
he's climbing it so slow and you could tell he's scared <laughs> out of his mind and i'm like bro you're only on the second step yeah and, and that's the thing like okay like it's a it's a ladder match you know what i mean like the whole point is for you to be very high mm-hmm. so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> any any more thoughts on on the swamp fight <laughs> uh, no no because and again what what has made the demon character right Finn, Bal- Finn Balor no 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 the demon character from Finn Balor yeah. what has made that character so special I um well WWE kind of watered him down the second that he got moved to Raw no 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 now. but, but like, what I'm saying like pre WWE main roster NXT New Japan and all that oh because he was like a mis- it was a mysterious counterpart to Finn. But it was once every six months, once right. It a wasn't year, all the time. Once right. every two years. So, and again, it's just like an attraction. You know how much money the WWE make with Andre the Giant by having him tour the U.S. because it was an attraction. You didn't get to right. see him every day, so you kind of lose that that luster and that that feel. I don't need to see the Fiend every week. Right, I'm right, okay right, right. with seeing Bray Wyatt. I'm okay with him mounting some offense. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to go full fiend. But so what ha- you trying to say? You're trying to say uh, you, they could have held hold held off on the fiend. Just don't bring him back just yet. Of course. Like mm-hmm. don't, don't I don't need him in my TV. Just like I didn't need Bray Wyatt back in the day. Just talking to a uh, you know talking to the camera to nobody. You know, because again, that's what killed that character. You had him there just to be there, just to have that visual, but you didn't do anything to enhance that character. You're doing yeah. the same thing with the fiend. Okay. Um, um, what about you? For com- for comedic purposes, I think my biggest gripe on this on this fight uh-huh. match, whatever, is that it wasn't really a swamp. It was like a pond. <laughs> like it was <laughs> like it, it should have been. It shouldn't even been a swamp fight. It should have been like a lily pad match. <laughs> Well, due to COVID, we can't go to a swamp. It wasn't, it was, it wasn't even, it, I can't even say it was a swamp of Jace because it was a pond. It was a lily pad. It was, there was like, there was a lot of lily pads. It was a pond. Um, Like the water wasn't like muddy or anything like that. It was not a swamp. You you were you were waiting for the Budweiser uh, frogs to come out. Right. Like, that's what it, it looked was, like. There was no frogs. There was no um, <laughs> crocodiles. Like, like just throw, even, just uh, throw a fake crocodile in there. Like have right. somebody, you know, and get in the water. Not even they didn't even have to throw a fake crocodile. They could have just showed imagery of crocodiles or something. You yeah, know? like they, <laughs> like Getty it images. It wasn't, it wasn't a swamp at all. <laughs> and I mean, for what it was, I thought it was okay. Like I said before, I, I, it was very Freddy versus Jason. Like the especially the finish when yeah. the fiend popped up. It was very Freddy versus Jason. And you got we got what we got from that. This is just all a prelude to their rumored SummerSlam match that they're gonna have. Yeah, like again. So when you have them pop up, right? I would have had not the fiend show up, not his face show up, but have his hand come out where it says like heel. You know what I mean? Like right. that gives you a, a more of a visual for you to then tune in to see the fiend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you you had. The buildup was was there, the execution was poor. You know what I mean? Okay. So like, yeah, I, I, could, I could agree on that. All right. Uh, Randy Orton 
Do you think he's doing some of the best work in his whole career? Yes. Yes. Is it safe to say, spoiler alert for the Luchis, that he could potentially be number one when it come, comes to top 10 wrestlers of 2020? Breakout star, top 10 wrestlers, new uh, uh, new character, you know, like comeback kid of the year. You can give him all that. because, And again, it goes back to what makes Randy Orton great. Being a heel, not caring. Right. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm Randy Orton. I'm going to go on vacation to Bora Bora with my hot wife. I don't care about you. You know what I mean? Like, that's what that's what makes him great. Now, again, when you start to water these water down these characters, because at the end of the day, they're characters. When you start mm-hmm. to water them down because you want to add this, because you want to add that. Do you remember Samoa Joe when he had the knife thing on his face in TNA? Right. Yeah, I remember. Okay. That was right before I think he debuted with Taz or something. Exactly. That was watering down Samoa Joe. That was watering down what made Samoa Joe great at that time. Like, oh, okay, you've just been beating up everybody. You know what? Let's just, we got to give you a gimmick because you have to have a gimmick. No, you don't. Randy Orton, you don't even need him to do that whole, like, setting up like a snake thing for the RKO, which he hasn't done in a while. But I think that was watering down that character. The RKO out of nowhere is like one of the best things that come out because it plays with your emotions. You know, yeah. it's kind of like the whole, you know, Freddy versus Jason is that pop scare is that, you know, that you weren't expecting that. So Randy Orton, he's great. Have him keep doing what he's doing. My wife loves him. So she's always watching him. I don't know. Women love Randy Orton. I don't know. But um, just keep him doing that stuff, man. You have yeah. You have to. You have to because you need a heel. And again, I've said it a whole bunch of times. You don't have heels anymore. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think Randy Orton's doing some of the best work in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he had a match with Big Show. It was like a no DQ on Monday Night Raw. I wasn't really invested with the whole Big Show thing, but Big Show was just kind of like a placeholder because, yeah. you know, Edge got hurt, obviously, and they've been trying to, like, have Randy Orton just kind of beat up people and that's all big show was he was a placeholder the match was what it was was what it was but i think right now randy orton if i was wwe i would put the title on him yeah. maybe SummerSlam. well and, and there's also talk about a, a couple of people taking some breaks and you do have some injuries in the in the way and this whole covid thing after wrestlemania it hasn't like slowed down like it usually is and there's mm-hmm. some reports of like some viewership loss you need that familiar face. Right. You and, and, you know, I think Drew has done a good job as a champion. It's just, you know, he, he's... It's poor timing. It's right. It's bad timing. That's mm-hmm. what it was. With the COVID situation happening and and now you have, like, baseball coming back, basketball coming back. You have all the, you know, football's, you know, not too far from yeah. here. So you, these you, ratings are going to continue going down. And, and and that's the thing, and and I know that we've always said here, you know what, the, you know the ratings are what they are. You know, there's, yeah. there's you have new different people looking at different things nowadays. But if and again, remember, <laughs> I've said this like about two years ago, when I was like, you know, it's not that they're building to the pay per view, is the pay per view is a building for you to watch Monday and uh, and Fridays, like especially now more than ever with the COVID era. Yeah, so now like. Your your main shows are where viewership counts because the people that have the network are going to have the network. They're going to have the network regardless, right? 
So those pay-per-views, those are not your marquee shows anymore, especially like an Extreme Rules where like they're just phoning it in. Their number one show is that SmackDown, is that uh, that Raw, where now you are fighting and not only fighting against another promotion, but you're fighting against every other sport. And not even every other sport, just any form of entertainment. Because nowadays there's people that don't even have cable. There's people that don't even have air channels and they watch all their stuff on their phone. Plus you have all these streaming services like Hulu and stuff and Hulu doesn't show you the full version of Raw. They cut down like I think like a half hour or something out of the show. Well, no, more than that. They they cut down like the Apollo Cruises of the the show. Yeah, basically. But but again, so but there's people that ingest all this information different nowadays like and and this is simple before you knew that every monday you had to tune in to watch a nitro and then you had to flip the channel to watch raw on usa like you had to do that there was no other way unless you had somebody record it and they gave it to you for you to watch these products Nowadays, there's a thousand and one ways that you can ingest this product. You can watch the little clip on YouTube. You can watch the Facebook watch that WWE puts together. You can watch something that somebody reposts. There's a thousand ways that you can get to this product. But You again, honestly could keep up with the WWE product just by watching YouTube clips. You don't even have to watch the full show. You really don't. You really don't. Hello. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> right. <laughs> I have not sat down to watch in like two years. But again, like the, that's what the norm is now. And WWE can, again, you can find ways to get people to tune in. Randy Orton and the title is the way you have people tune in. I think so. I, I, I agree with 110% on that. I think that's that's the wave. You got to put that strap on Randy and give him a long run. No disrespect to Drew, but yeah. it's just raw. It's just bad timing. Do, do you think that, that we enjoyed more Drew chasing the title and actually having it? I think it's a mixture of things, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he's been a good champion, okay. but it's tough, man, with no audience. Like it's tough. It's it's very unfortunate. It's just bad timing. Mm-hmm. That's why going back to WrestleMania, I think maybe you were better off just having Brock retain. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't want to ha- have Brock retain. At the, at the end of the day, it's like what do you really got to lose? Like you know, you could have gave that crowning moment to Drew it somewhere down the line. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, and, and I know that we're that we're, you know. With COVID and everything, you know, people haven't stopped and WWE hasn't stopped. But you could you could have saved these ideas for when it mattered more. Like yeah. you knew people were gonna tune into WrestleMania because there was nothing else on. Right, right. And we and listen, to WWE's uh credit, we praised WrestleMania. We thought that both nights were good. Yeah, and, and you could have had the same thing with Brock going over. That's what I'm saying. Right, like, right, right, it, right, it, it right, was right. the way that you do it, right? So mm-hmm. now you just lost on that opportunity because you can't regain that back with with Drew, you know, beating Brock in front of a live audience. So where do you go from here? Again, it, it's the whole watering down because you don't know what to do next with it. You know what I mean? You know what? You know what's crazy too? Because mm-hmm. we're talking about like no audience, right? And this is gonna uh, move on to some of the other stuff that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. But like Impact Slammiversary, they their pay per view I thought was great. 
Yes. And they had no audience. They didn't have talent sitting in in the audience or anything. They yeah. ran a show with no audience, but they, for the most part, based on everything you you see on social media, one Slammiversary was trending, and two, they everyone had nothing but positive things to say about that pay per view and the promotion. You you had shock value. Is what you needed. Uh, you got people here on the chat. What up to Jamie Salmons? What up to Surge Obscure? What up to Ben Cliff who's also there? He says, I don't watch Raw or SmackDown Live. I watch highlights on YouTube. And Drew, and Drew needs fans to be over. Orton doesn't. That's a good point. That's true. That's mm-hmm. very true. So, very true. But, but you know, talk, uh, touching on, on Slammiversary, that was a good show. It, it got me. I was very... I was, going into last weekend, I was very hyped for Slammiversary and Extreme Rules, not so much. <laughs> and so, okay, so what what made the difference? Because they're both wrestling shows, and, and this is what I'm saying, is like, if you break it down the middle, they're both wrestling shows, they both have male and female competitors, they both are affected by the COVID uh, pandemic, they have to change up their show, but it goes back to what we talk about here all the time. I think what TNA did was actually invest and put on a show. What they w- didn't phone it in. Exactly. What WWE did was phone it in. Like the- I think they fo- for the most part, I'll say, and you know what? NXT ever since after Great American Bash, you know, NXT hasn't been all that great either, but Taking NXT out of the equation, I'll say Raw and SmackDown. It, it's really it's more misses than hits. Mm-hmm. And Impact Slammiversary, and even prior to uh, Slammiversary, I think Impact's product has been really good. Yeah, uh, I think that that's a brand that a lot of people sleep on because I think for a lot of fans, they still have like a certain stigma to it. But yes. I, I've been saying it on this show for the last two years. Impact's product is good. They've they've come a long way and to try to get the stink off of them. Yeah. Uh, Impact has been the most consistent product the last couple of years. They just get on and don't get into a pissing contest with the companies. Yeah, they're worrying about themselves. Thank you for the people in the chat. Um, they're worrying about themselves. I think this, the whole stigma is people still kind of put this together. With the whole impact, GF, uh, GF, whatever W thing was, the whole Hogan thing, like the whole Dixie thing. And it's none of that. No, it's not. It's if, completely different. If you were to tune in, and, and this is this is me personally. This is what happened with me. I knew that it was on, but I also know that I wasn't going to watch it. Right? Hello, I'm on vacation. So, <laughs> But I still scrolled through Facebook. Now, as, slo- as soon as I saw... The return on the first match, which everybody thought it was going to be the Good Brothers, and it wasn't. That was a perfect swerve because now you got people talking yeah. to tune in because now you have two uncertains. Because everybody was like, "Oh, the Good Brothers are going to challenge for the you know for the open uh, challenge or whatever okay. against the Rascals." Yeah, and it didn't happen. But that got people talking. When you're mm-hmm. trending, that means that you're doing a good thing. When was the last time you saw WWE say, oh, Michael Cole, we're trending number five on Instagram and, and, and Twitter? No, because they're not. Because people don't care. Right. Now, how do you get people to care? You do what was done with Impact. You bring guys in, not water them down. You know what I mean? 
Like the Motor City Machine Guns. You know, I love them. Right? That's that that's my tag team before um before the the Briscoes, right? Mm-hmm. That's the perfect way to bring them back. They're not watered down. They do their own, you know, they do what they were doing 10 years ago with a twist. Fast forward two days later, they fucking win the tag titles against the North. And no! <laughs> but again, you bring it back a nostalgia act, right? But you're not making it feel nostalgic. You're actually making them, like, be part of the fold. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need, like, 10 guys that are over 50 years old to be, you know, super kicking uh, a brand new team. Like, the way the impact the whole show. And again, we're not hating on WWE, right? Because we just call it down the middle. I think, again, the whole show, the way it was booked, the way it was it was presented, again, WWE and Impact, they're, they're going through the same things. Mm-hmm. They're going through the travel. They're going through this. They're going through that. And then further down the show, you know, with Heath Slater, that's the way you bring him in. You know what I mean, and I'm saying that because I already I have the the graphic here on the on the board, so people can see it from the post that we put on our on our Instagram. Just you had it enough for the show, but the little sprinkles here and there made it a great show. So speaking of some of the surprises we got, we also got some surprises on Tuesday at Impact. EC3 showed up. He attacked Moose, mm-hmm. so it looks like EC3 is going to be challenging Moose for his championship, the TNA World Title. Uh, Brian Myers, formerly uh, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. They showed a promo package for him, so it looks like he will be um, making his debut on Impact soon. How awesome was that picture that you posted with EC3, with Brian Myers, with Heath Slater, with... Uh... Oh, with the, yeah, with all the, the, the released WWE talent. They're all sticking their middle finger with Tommy Dreamer. And I thought that was a great picture. Too. Yes, it was. If you guys didn't see it, it's actually on the board right there. But you guys can also go check it out at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Uh, people on the chat are saying, Impact has one of the best women's rosters, some great women talent. We haven't even touched that yeah. part of it. Uh, listen, Impact. If there's any time to bring out the bring back the knockouts tag titles, it would be now because yes. they they have a very deep women's division. I think it's time bring those knockout tag titles and make them mean something, and you know get get the funk out of those titles that were back in the day when the titles didn't really matter. I think at one point Eric Young and ODB had those knockout tag titles. And Eric, so- Young, check this out. You you want <laughs> again the thing that I was watching about TNA titles or whatever. Um, Eric Young had to give up the title because he was a dude because he had won it with OB, uh, ODB, and then that's no shit. <laughs> and then that's when he started going for the world title, which is when he won it at the same time that Daniel Bryan won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's right. <laughs> bring them back, bring the titles back. If you have that, that's the whole thing with a, with a tag title, and that's what people forget. A tag title is when you have enough talent that you can bring a tertiary title. Mm-hmm. which is the tag titles. Don't give me anything of this lightweight stuff and X Division. Yeah, that's good in its own. But I'm talking about mm-hmm. for like the heavyweights, for you, for you to extend storylines. That's what the Knockouts Tag Team Champions were until they started treating it like the 24-7 title. Right. Um, so I got fired. Of- I got fired. Great shirt. I like that. So let's talk about championship belts because uh, an interesting story has been like developing within the last week, week and a half, mm-hmm. even prior to Slammiversary. So at Slammiversary, we saw a fatal five-way for the world for the vacant world championship. It was Eddie Edwards, 
uh, Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, uh, returning Rich Swan, and Eric Young. Okay, I pop for Eric Young. Not gonna lie. Eric Young, very <laughs> underrated. I'm glad he's back in Impact. Eddie Edwards ended up picking up uh, the win. Mm-hmm. He won the match. Now he's the new world champion. What I noticed about the the finish was I looked at the title and I'm like, wow, that's not the same title Tesla was holding. Yes, it's the same design, but it was uh, different. different. It was, had a lot more gold. It looked very brand new, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So what it comes to So it comes to find out Tessa – there was rumors going around. There's this Twitter user, and I'm not – I don't have Twitter or whatever, but yeah. I do know this user because he reports a lot of stuff. Sometimes it's accurate. Sometimes it isn't. Uh, belt Dan fan, he's like a – he's big on belts. Right? Uh, yeah, Sam has talked about him. Yeah, he talks a lot about uh, championships, like belt news and stuff. Mm-hmm. He reported that Tessa Blanchard was holding the world title at ransom, and she wanted a hundred and fifty grand for the for the return of the title. That that's okay. This is rumored, right? Uh-huh. So Impact Wrestling was like, "Fuck you," and they just made a new title. And to be honest with you, this title looks better than the one Tessa had. Well, we're looking at the picture right now with Tessa with the title. It doesn't look gold. It looks more like silver, right? So that that's your number one thing there. But so it got me thinking, right? Tessa Blanchard, before the whole, you know, her becoming the heavyweight champion, right? She was like the hottest ticket in female wrestling, right? Let's just say if she was to get fired, then she'll be the hottest free agent, right? Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking, are you smart or apart- opportunistic? Hmm? No, opportunista? Uh, she uses this whole COVID thing. Just happens that she's in Mexico. So let me stretch it out a little bit, right? I can't come back to the States. So now you're forced to fire me. But now I can go work wherever I want to because it's not like I have a compete clause. So as soon as they open up the borders, I can go work wherever I want to. So would she hold the title for ransom? I have no idea. But looking from the outside in, I could see it maybe happening. But I think she kind of used, and and again, this is just me conspiracy thinking when I'm high, um, that she used this time to kind of make herself get fired because she's still like one of the top women wrestlers in the world. Now, you kind of force that into where, you know, people will believe anything nowadays. And you know what? What if she shows up in uh, in WWE? They surely need a, a person like that now. What if she shows up in AEW? You know what I mean? So I think again, she kind of used this. The hundred fifty thousand, I don't know. Could be, I uh, maybe, right? But it got me thinking a little bit more. Like, what if she's using this whole COVID thing to kind of further, like, hey, fire me. I can go get more money in, somewhere in, else. In like I said, this is the developing story. Yeah. So <laughs> in an update, apparently she sent the title back, and her excuses, sources, yeah. sources, saying <laughs> that. Um, Sources close to Tessa say that she was never trying to hold the championship for ransom and she needed to have the right address to send it, which I don't believe. My man, my man, my man. Perception is reality. Right. Perception is reality. You could say it a thousand times that you don't do shit. If people think you did it, you did it. And Zomori, just saying. You know, it's it's a bummer because Tessa is one hell of a talent, but man, kind of what Sam said, I, I want to say a couple episodes back, yeah. she needs to be on timeout. Like, she just, 
some of the things she's doing, it's not professional to me. Well, people, and this is a company, yeah. and I touched on it last week on on the Solo Jones uh, minisode. This was a company that stood behind her when those allegations came out earlier this year. Yeah. Right? They still put the title on her. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Which any other company would have done it. Right. They were pushing mm-hmm. her as the face of the company, and this is how you pay them back. Yeah. You, you, whatever. If you can't make it back to um to the states okay that's fine i'm not knocking you on that but what i will knock you on is you can't even send video promos you're being difficult but, to work with but that's, i'm kind of yeah. i'm kind of interested to know this full story what where did things go south between impact and tessa because mm-hmm. outside looking in right because we don't know the whole story yeah it seems like Tessa is getting most of the heat here. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that Impact doesn't have any heat behind them either. Maybe Impact did something that Tessa was like, nah, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, but we don't I, know I, that. I can't, it, right, we don't know, but I just can't see it if this company stood behind you. Like, think about it like this. Sammy Callahan, he had a very short run. Yeah. Sammy Callahan could have still been champion. He could have been defending the title at Slammiversary in the, in the five-way. You you could have seen him go head-to-head with Moose and any of these guys that have been going up there. Um, we have people in the chat saying, I think it's a big risk for any company mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. hire her. Her attitude stinks. Yeah, but, you know, you have that stigma. But, that, that's, um... but again, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that that goes to a lot of things that we talk about nowadays. Because, again... You hear a lot of reports of hearsay, he says, she said this, that, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, perception is reality. You know what I mean? Tessa right now has a big dark cloud, no pun intended, over her, right? And it just hasn't added with everything that's going on. Again, and and remember when, when the whole report came out and I was like, yeah, you know, Jericho put on a whole match through Zoom, you know, through like video. And you can't send in, you know, a, a recorded promo. Again, that adds to that stigma, that perception. It's very, unpro- it's very unprofessional. It's very childish. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially with AEW trying to be very um, uh, PC. Yeah. I don't see AEW touching her, mm-hmm. but maybe WWE. Because if WWE does it, like whatever. If WWE, they're the type of damned if you do, damned if you don't, yeah. right? But maybe, just maybe, if WWE does pick her up and sign her, maybe WWE can mold her. Yeah, but 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 that's the thing too. I don't. I want Tessa to do what she's been doing for the past two years in the you ring. Just don't want her to be an asshole. No, no. But what I'm saying is this: you got to separate. <laughs> you got to separate the two. I don't want her right, to go right, to the right. WWE, and I don't want her to go and get watered down. Why? Because then you know that it's fake because you're able to see what she was able to do. It goes right, back to the right, whole, right, right. and we can call this the the Bobby Lashley paradigm, right? Where you know what Bobby Lashley could do. You know what Bobby Lashley could do outside of the WWE. You know what he can do in, in Bellator. You know what he can do in MMA. But you're telling me about him shaking his ass? You're actually going to believe that? No, because you know what he is. You know what I mean? Like oh, you know, man. you know what it is, and I think that that's what sours a lot of us when we watch these guys yeah. like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, any of these guys that we've seen outside of the WWE and what they're able to do to what we're getting. 
because it's a watered down AJ version. I think AJ Styles is a special case because I think WWE has done good with him. But they haven't let him go full. Like the Nakamura and him, the whole three series, you don't need to write that. Hey, you two guys know what to do. Go ahead and write it in the ring. Right. They, they, they probably wanted a certain thing out of that match instead of giving us the Wrestle Kingdom match that they had. But but you, Okay, but that's the thing. The whole Taker and, and Sean, first and second match, right? Those are like mm-hmm. the number two matches in WrestleMania history for Taker, right? Yeah, no, the rest, uh, listen, WrestleMania 25, Taker, Michaels, that's my favorite match I've ever seen in my life. Okay. But both matches were totally different. If, yeah, you, if yeah, you actually yeah. sit down and watch those matches, those matches were totally different. Why? Because they sat down, and he said it in the documentary when they were talking about it, right? The the whole last ride thing, where the first match, you knew people were always going to put it against that one. Right. But we can't do that again. Because no, they couldn't. The two, two of the all-time greats, yeah. and one of them being... Arguably the greatest performer in wrestling history, Shawn Michaels. Taker and Michaels too. It was a good match. It some would even say it was a great match, but it wasn't Taker Michaels from WrestleMania 25. And it there was, was no way they were going to live up to that. Okay, but it was the different. Only, literally, the only yeah. two people I will say right now that I could say their matches progressed in time yeah. was Kenny Omega and Okada. Okay. But that was the only people that li- that the only two I could think of right now mm-hmm. that topped themselves. Well, maybe you know what? Maybe I'll even throw Tanahashi and Okada there too because they okay. had a series of matches that were getting better each time they wrestled. Okay. But yeah, there was no way Taker and Michaels were gonna were gonna, you know, there was no way they were gonna. Yeah, I know. Make Surpass. it better than twenty five. Yeah. There's no way. There was no way they were gonna do that. But look at the booking style. You gave me. Yeah. You gave yeah, me the, matches. You you gave yeah. me matches from New Japan where they're not micromanaged into this is what you have to do. You have to do this, 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 and that. Armbar, armbar. No. In New Japan, hey, you know the finish. Figure out how to get there, right? Now, when when you're looking in the other side, that's where the problem comes in because you don't have is the micromanaging. You know what I mean? The micromanaging, all the minutia, all the little shit that goes into it, that's what waters everything down. That's why I said what I said with... You know, with Bobby Lashley, we know what he can do. I don't need right. him to shake his ass. With Tessa Blanchard, we know what she can do. I don't need her to go to the WWE and for her to become a comedic character. This is this is what I meant by molding. Like, yeah. I don't mean molded like to water her down. I mm. meant molder kind of into... Charlotte <laughs> like Flair? An adult. <laughs> like an adult, meaning like, you know, not act like an asshole, be yeah. professional. Like, if I guess if she was to go through the WWE system... Maybe they can mold her into like, but doesn't so she, she will be like, be like a dick? You get what I'm saying? Doesn't she remind you? Doesn't she remind you of Randy Orton? A young Randy, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. Right? That's pretty. That's pretty. If, that's a if, good call. If it's, you, a, it's a very young Randy. If you take them both and you put them in the same direction, you know, same gender, same age, I see Randy. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good call, Leo. That's you know, so now, so now, again, and it goes back to what we talked about a couple minutes ago. Randy Orton is doing his best work because he was able to find his way, and it wasn't watered down. And and Randy, throughout the years, he had a lot of growing up to do. Of course, 
stupid, mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but again, and, and I know we went on a, on a long form That's answer. A, you know what? I never yeah. I never thought about that. That's a really great parallel. Tessa Blanchard is the young Randy Orton, and we're not talking about like in ring wise or anything no, like that. No, I'm talking no, about no. like me- mentally where she's at. She is very young Randy, where she's kind of spoiled. She feels entitled. Uh, she feels untouchable. That's that's how Randy was in his early years. So, but what made Randy change? A lot of growing up. <laughs> you put a you, lot of growing up. You Cause, put because yeah. Randy. Even like within a couple of years that he was already in the WWE and he already had like his first second run, he was still doing some childish shit. I think at one point he like pulled out his dick to one of the writers or something. Yeah, but but again, like no, he, well, f- first of all, we need to remember that they're twenty, twenty five, thirty. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're still doing stupid shit. The only problem is your stupid shit is front and center because you're a public figure, right? Yep. But yep. again, we 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 know. As a fan, because again, remember at the end of the day, we're all fans. So we're all consumers, right? So whether they like it or not, they have to sell to us. Now, a lot of people can't separate the performer from the performance. That's another way of saying, you know, the man from the character. But uh, a lot of people can't do that. But you have to learn how to deal with that. You have to learn how how to take that to your advantage. And I think that's where Randy changed in the perception of a lot of people because he understood his place yeah i can still be a dick yeah i can still be an asshole but i'm gonna do it to benefit me and my career not just me right now where i think that's where again perception is reality where tessa that's what we see we see the dark cloud we see negative we see you know all that stuff um ben cliff is saying tessa came to the wwe i'd want her to come in as a heel I think that's the only way to go, right? Coming as a heel. Yeah. Uh, and maybe use her arrogance and entitled personality and childless in her character. Use that shit in her character. That would be okay. I would say I would remove the childness yeah, aspect it, out of it. Then they'll have her wear a diaper and. <laughs> like yeah, I would, the- I would. I would change. I would take that away. But everything else, I mean, it's a, it's a character that people would be invested in it, whether you hate the character or you or you're a fan of her. I, I would. Uh, I would like. To see Bro, her you, portray this in WWE TV. You have forget the four horsewomen, the NXT shit with Sasha Bailey and these people. Right, right. If Tessa comes to the WWE, you could form the four horsewomen: Charlotte Flair, Tessa Blanchard. I will put Shayna Baszler in the four horsemen as an Arn Anderson type, right? And then that fourth one, you could put it to anyone, but just those three together, and have them be heels. I, I I really like that. I don't know who that fourth slot would be, but if you like you said, you take those three, man, they they could because then you can have they, them be heels. Do something. You you right, can you can right. use her her stigma, if you will, like Ben Cliff is saying there on, on the chat. You could use that stigma to further the storyline. People already don't like Charlotte. And she's already got the flair in her name, so you know what 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 position she's gonna play in the new Check four horsemen. So I just thought of something. You want to really put heat on this stable, like yeah. if whoever that fourth female is. So if Charlotte, no, 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 no. <laughs> but if Charlotte, if Charlotte was to win the Raw Women's Title and yeah. say like we're, our our 
our motive is now to try to capture all the gold in WWE, right? If they capture the tag titles yeah. and then have a free bird rule, that means the whole stable can go to any show and then they can either capture the NXT women's title or the SmackDown women's title. And now you have them all with all the gold. But again, and it's funny because I actually have pulled up the the Sasha Banks and Bailey where they have the, all the titles, the one that we posted on the page, uh, the two the two women uh, power trip. Um, right. You need that to kind of make the stable or make the faction look strong, especially if they're a heel faction, right? Going back to what we're talking about, Randy Orton, face Charlotte Flair doesn't work for me because I don't believe it. Heel Charlotte Flair works perfect every time. You know what it is about face Charlotte Flair either? Mm-hmm. Face Charlotte Flair isn't really a face either because yeah. she still is very arrogant and she still like um, plays up yeah. to that she's better than everyone else. So it's kind of like to the point where it's like, well, you're technically not really a face either. But it's still like her being a face still blurs the lines. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, just like Randy Orton. Randy Orton's yeah. face doesn't work because we don't believe it. His best yeah. work is as a heel. Charlotte Flair, the same way. Now, uh, getting on, on parallels here, right? You have Charlotte Flair. She's the, the, the veteran, if you will, in the WWE system, right? Evolution. What worked about Evolution? You had Triple H, who was there at his prime, if you will. You had the veteran in Ric Flair, and then you had two new guys coming in that you needed to mold, right? Mm -hmm. These new four horsemen in our mind that we're putting together right now, because people say, yeah, throw Nia Jax in there. No, I don't think you need Nia Jax. It would just, The Rock will probably show up somewhere and mess it all up. No, but, I, don't, I don't need Nia Jax in the, in the, four, but, the four horsemen. <laughs> but let us know who you think it could be. But if you look at it, right? Use this new four horsemen, which that's what evolution was, was the four horsemen without throwing up the four sign. You know what I mean? Or they or did they? I don't think they did. No, they never threw it up. So that was that was fortune in TNA. There you go, that was fortune. But use these and use a new female or a female that you're trying to get established, and you use that same system because you know it works. What worked about the four horsemen is that Ric Flair talked all the shit and the other guys backed it up. You believed it. So now mm-hmm. turn that into your, your faction here, again, to what you were saying, to your point. You can mold Tessa to do that, but you have her in this bubble where you can kind of help her. Like, hey, you know, Charlotte, hey, come here. Let's talk Tessa. I wouldn't put all your business out there. Like, try to keep some of the stuff in-house type of right. thing. And again, you've lost that art of the stable, which that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I've said since day one. You need those stables to be able to build characters. If not, you're going to have guys out there just running around doing nothing, chasing a 24-7 title. Speaking of of nonsense like that, uh, the Good Brothers ended up doing a tell-all last week. Yes, talking shop. They went, they talking shop, they went uh, close to two hours pretty much airing their grievances and talking about all the bullshit they went through during their WWE run. And, man, they buried Paul Heyman, too. And AJ continues to bury Paul Heyman. And that's fine. Um, that's what's fine. what? What's your what's your thought? Well, Good Brothers will be making their their in ring debut and Impact Wrestling this coming Tuesday. Um, what's your thoughts on the Good Brothers' future? Them signing with Impact, um, the potential of them going back to New Japan, mm-hmm. uh, and then Barry and Paul <laughs> all together, right? And again, <laughs> and this one, 
a working title for this show, Watered Down. Just saying. Um, if you look at the Good Brothers in the WWE, they were not what we saw in New Japan. Not even close. You could you could put the club a thousand times on their clothes. If they don't act like it, I'm not gonna believe it. No. You You're know right. what I mean? Tell tell me it's still the same two guys. It's still the same two haircuts. It's still the same two people. It's still the same two ring attire. The only thing you change is put the good brothers on there. But tell me how much you felt their presence just in that video in the ring that debuted at midnight compared to what they were it doing felt with AJ. Different already. It already felt different just for that. I think I don't even think that promo was a minute. No. <laughs> but it felt different. They were able to capture your attention. And they were able to sell you the pay-per-view. Right, because again, it's different for for Impact because they don't have a a, a network where you know what I mean they do have it, but it's more you're selling that pay per view. You want people to tune in. That that's your baby. That's what you want to sell to, right? Right. That promo of them in the ring because we didn't even know if they were in the ring. They were just talking, right? That promo made you want to watch Slammiversary. But again, you're looking at the same two guys that ninety days ago. We're a comedy act sometimes. We're, uh, you know, just enhancement talent sometimes. They were just a punching bag. Like that whole thing with The Undertaker, we're here. Take them, the, you know, take The Undertaker, the contract. You knew they were going to get beat up. I just, man, it, what a, you know, it, you guys listen to the podcast. It, I know some of you have already listened to it, but, man, what a huge miss by WWE not really like pushing the OC or the club, whatever you wanted to call them. Like, man, think about it. They had all these yeah. bullet club members and not, they didn't do anything with them. Because like, besides, not, like, and don't get me wrong. AJ yeah. has had an incredible WWE run. I'm, I'm not taking that away from WWE, but man, I just think it's, it was a huge miss. Very huge miss. They, they, like you said, they watered them down. But, and again, and, and going back and think about it, how many people have you seen go to the WWE and they get watered down? A bunch. Everybody. Countless. <laughs> Countless. Countless. I'll give you Countless. I'll give you a name from the 90s. Dean Douglas. Shane Douglas. <laughs> you had Shane Douglas, ECW, the hottest free agent at that time, mm-hmm. signs with the WWE and they make him a teacher. <laughs> That's why Shane Douglas is so bitter all the time, man. Okay. He hated Ric Flair. He hated traditional wrestling, even though he was a traditional wrestler. But like, he was so he hated he hated what they did to him. He hated the click in WWE. He hated all that shit. He comes back to ECW and he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna." You thought I was burying people before in other companies. Now I'm gonna just man. bury the world. But but again, because we knew who Shane Douglas was, we knew what he was right. able to do. That's why the whole thing, and I, and I know I'm, I'm dating myself, but that's why the whole ringmaster thing didn't work. Because if you were a wrestling fan back in the day, you saw what Steve Austin was able to do in ECW at 2 o'clock in the morning. So when you have him come in, like, yeah, he shaved his head, but you're still calling him the ringmaster. We're like, no, where's this guy that, you know, two months ago right. was selling Eric Bischoff to go fuck off? You know what I mean? Which ultimately that was the character that we that we connected to. Again, that's what I'm saying. Watered down, good title for the show. Uh, <laughs> but, but if you look at it, like even with with everything that's going on nowadays, and we've said this all the time, 
you connect with a character when it's them tuned up to 11. Tamatanga, I could put my my money that that's probably the way he acts outside of the TV, outside of, you know what I mean? Like, that's him. Oh, yeah, he's a, you know, he's, he's a good brother. He's nonchalant. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He just cares about wrestling and making money, and that's it, yeah. living a good life. But, but but again, like, and that's why, and and this is this is one of the things that the WWE was getting, like, picked on in the 90s was because they were over the top. Like, everybody had to have a job, you know? A gimmick. Exactly. It's good shit. No, it's not. People want to see some guys in jeans beat up other guys in jeans. You don't say, Leo. We just, last, a week ago, we saw an eye versus, uh, eye for an eye match. Life is like a circle. You know what I mean? That's what it's doing right now. Like, attitude era, whatever, right? Now, ruthless aggression kind of looks like the, like the new era shit. Now, now we're in this era here where everybody has to have a gimmick. You know what I mean? Uh, Louis said it the other day. PC is going to go away. You need that raunchiness. You need people to be unapologetic because that's the way people are when the cameras are not on. Right. So you cannot connect to something that you know is fake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it works when you're a kid. Oh, The Undertaker, he, you know, he... He's got power of the lights. No, it's the guy that he cool with that he had a beer that just <laughs> brings up the lights. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, again, there's other stuff out there nowadays that allows you to see these things. All these signings that, that Impact got, dude, you have to take advantage of that. And I think that they're the ones taking advantage of it because, and you put this out on our, on our, on our Instagram, who's going to tune in? To uh to impact this week, and you had a lot of people saying that they were going to tune in because the interest is there, right? So I think they should just keep going. The whole Tesla thing was like a little bump in the road. Let people yes. think whatever they That's think. What At the end of the day, you didn't tarnish your brand because now you can run this whole hey, I'm the real champion, and Moose does look like a real champion, and just keep working with that, man. The Good Brothers will be doing a pay-per-view on fight TV. And I think traditional pay-per-view called talk and shop a mania. Yeah. It's already taped. It's already taped. And it's like a legit, a whole bunch of shenanigans. <laughs> is this is G GCW homecoming? Or is that the one that, that you were supposed to that, go to? That happened yesterday. Oh, and okay. you have parts two happening today, nice. but um, talk and shop a mania. It's already been taped. Uh, it's kind of a mixture of backyard wrestling, mm. um, jackass a whole bunch of shenanigans and the main event is carl anderson versus lou gallows taking on their roles um from remember that show uh that wwe used to do like that old school wrestling show uh what was it um oh, fuck that jericho uh, jericho was the com- wasn't he the com- no the john cena south paul regional wrestling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember Chad Too Bad and Sex Ferguson, they're going to have a not a boneyard match, a boner match. <laughs> so they're spoofing the boneyard funny. match, obviously. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> so that, that's the main event. I'm going to order it because it sounds like a, sh- a whole bunch of shenanigans. And, and, but, but again... And, and guess what? Impact's promoting it. So you you know WWE would not be doing that. No, not at all. And to, to tell you what, look, I'm look, I'm actually looking at the page right now. Uh, for fifteen dollars, 
dude, I'll take it any day. It just seems. It seems. It just seems like it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. Like the jocularity, the the nonsense that's gonna be. Uh, Rhino's gonna be there. Maria and Mike uh, Canellis are gonna be there. Enzo, unfortunately, is gonna be there. <laughs> no, but dude, you you gotta give it to Enzo. Enzo's a talker. No, absolutely. No, 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 no. Enzo's a great talker. He's a jackass. Yes, but mm-hmm. he is a talker. What about Big Kaz? Is he gonna be there? No, we don't need big ass. <laughs> hey, they had some fire stuff going on, bro. Maybe that's some that's another guy that did some growing up. Maybe, maybe you're absolutely right. All right, let's uh, let's talk about AEW. Let's talk about um, let's talk about the Wednesday Wednesday Night Wars in general. We had Eddie Kingston answer <sighs> the open challenge for Cody. <laughs> um, that was a good match. Eddie Kingston is a raw dude, man. Yeah. I've been seeing this dude for years, like uh, over a decade in the Indies, and what you see that he's the real deal. Um, yeah. He's not a uh, he's not PC at all. He calls it how it is, and him and Cody Rhodes had. One hell of an ODQ match, and Jesus, that bump that Cody took with On the, the thumbtacks, thumb the, that stiff ass power bomb to the thumbtacks. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, what's your thoughts on Eddie Kingston, bro? Dude, you at the beginning I said you don't need characters, right? Like you don't need mm-hmm. these over the top. The guy needs to have a job type of thing. Eddie Kingston is him. Yeah, and and I've never met the guy, right? But I feel like I know him just by the stuff I've seen on TV. I feel like I've known him because he's, you can see him talking from the heart. You can see him like he's not going to, I'm going to kick your ass. No, dude, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Same words, different delivery, different believability, right? Now, I like what they're doing with the TNT title. I think War isn't uh, Warhorse who's going to wrestle him uh, this week War coming up? Horse. Is a guy that a lot of people have been online have been mentioning his name, trying to get him a match with Cody because yeah. Cody's pretty much defending this TNT championship not only to AW talent but pretty much anybody. Anybody mm. could get a shot. Any promotion, anybody could get a shot for this yeah. title. And and I like so, that because you're able to bring guys in. That's what I was saying right, with, with Warhorse. Right. So now, what are they saying so about Warhorse? Warhorse War has been a guy that. Uh, a lot of people online have been politicking to to get this guy a, a title shot for mm-hmm. it. I'm not too familiar with Warhorse's work like that. I never yeah. got to see him live, but his gimmick is very modern day warrior. Except the guy can wrestle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes any sense. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. You hit it right on the. <laughs> right, He's a right modern day warrior, but the man could wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> That's who a uh, Warhorse is. So I I think it's gonna be a good match between a. Uh, Cody and, and Warhorse uh, this coming Wednesday yeah. at Dynamite. And and, and and again, I like that they're bringing guys in, right? Like, I don't need you to bring in Warhorse and have him be an enhancement talent, right? Mm-hmm. Cody right now ha- has brought himself to a point where, and we talked about this, where he's there to make stars. He's there. He's already established. So I don't need to win every time. So he's already put over MJF. He's already put over, you know, Darby Allen. He's already put over these guys. So now if you didn't know who who Eddie Kingston was, now you know. If you didn't know who Warhorse is, now you know. Right? It doesn't take anything away from Cody because all this is, this whole TNT, it's a gimmick match if you look at it. Right? Like who out there in the indies is good enough to come get uh, an interview? 
What's the interview? You're on national TV fighting for this championship. Well, that's what happened with Ricky Starks. He, yeah. he, they brought him in to challenge for the TNT championship, and the match was so good. Tony Khan offered him a deal. <laughs> Bro, that that's the the cruiserweight classic, basically every week. Right, right, <laughs> that's what right. I, you know. But but I but I also don't want them to sign everybody either. No, 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 no. Because then it just becomes like now it's kind of becoming a joke. And no matter, oh, you're getting a TNT title shot. Oh, you're pretty okay. much gonna get a job too. I uh, don't want that either. People, people in the in the chat are saying Eddie Kingston, the best promo of the year. Yes, I know that promo you guys are talking about. Eddie Kingston is believable. He's been the same character for over a decade. Uh, Eddie is a beast. Remember him seeing at a show? He broke his finger, finished the match, got taped up, and then went out the next night and put on another killer match. So Eddie Kingston, he's a dude. That dude, he's raw, bro. Yeah. He's a raw motherfucker. And 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 again, but because he's not playing a character. Yeah. He's himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's not playing, yo, Eddie from New York. He's Eddie Kingston. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's but, Eddie Kingston. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not no, like he's no, going to... No, 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 I get what you're saying. He's no, not, no, not, not going to come to the like, ring like, hey, men on a mission type of shit. You know? Like, because that's not... No. <laughs> right. Go. So so we were talking about um Impact's women's division. Yes. Let's talk about the AEW's women's division, which, you know, all due respect to all the women there, it's not as great as Impact's. Mm-hmm. So they announced this past week on Dynamite that they're they're doing a tournament. It, it's called the Women's Tag Tournament Deadly Draw. Yeah. That's, still, a, that's a mouthful. It's going to be 16 women. It's going to be eight different teams okay but we have uh, we haven't heard any other rules about this deadly draw i'm thinking now this is me without knowing anything mm. i'm assuming this deadly draw is going to be like battle bowl remember battle bowl back in the day okay <laughs> okay i think it's going to be like that um i'm cool with the tournament but let me get some surprises in there you know uh and I know it's still a new company. You're you're building it, but mm. man, I feel like the women's division and AEW still doesn't have a solid foundation. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. no, they don't. And even and even based on this past week, don't get me wrong, I like both women, Evelise and and Diamante. Even their match and these two women are workers. They're great workers, mm. but man, they were kind of off on, on Wednesday night. I don't think the match was that good. No, yeah. no. And, and we've talked about impact. We've talked about WWE and we talked about their women's division and there is not one company that does everything right. 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 So impact has a, a good women's division. They have a, a pretty good heavyweight division. Their X division has always been around there. WWE is, it's a roll of the dice. Sometimes they're good on their heavyweights. Sometimes they're good on tag team. But I think with AEW is that they need to carve their niche. And unfortunately, women's wrestling is not there. You had the names for it to be there. I think they, they dropped the ball with Awesome Kong. Because, again, the whole watered down thing. Put her there with Nia, uh, with Nia Jax, with Nyla Rose. Had them run. I think what, I think what, I think what happened there, Leo, yeah. was... She had to go film um, uh, Glow. She had okay. to go film Glow. Okay. And then, COVID, and then COVID hit, and then that put a damper off of, any, off of everything. But when you had her on TV, did you believe that that was Awesome Kong? 
No, they didn't book her like like they how they booked her in Impact. But that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like again, because that was a watered down version of the Awesome Kong from Impact that we know, right? Right. So with the women's division, and and it takes time, because if if you look at any at any point, right? Yeah, the Impact Women's Division was good with with uh, Kim and with um, ODB and with all these people, but you also had some low points. Maybe this ta- this tournament tag team death draw thing that they're doing, maybe that's the shot in the arm. Where you're right, you do need to get some people come in. You need to get some some um, some surprises. <laughs> so hopefully that that kind of builds for you to have not better stars. But just better stories, stories that make me want to like actually be invested in this. You know what I mean? And and I'm sorry, I don't think Vicky Guerrero is the right way to do it. If you would have put her as a manager for anybody else, that would have made sense to me. Oh, man, to me, they 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 got some work to do. That's the best way to put it. But besides that besides my criticism on AEW's women's division yeah, yeah. everything else for the most part has been really good um the young bucks had a great match a very fun match with uh, the butcher and the blade which was an ODQ match where they were fighting everywhere mm-hmm. uh and then you also had the return of sammy g sammy guevara's back yeah uh, for the most part i'll say that the reaction to his return was positive. You had, you know, typical slap dicks complaining about it, but mm. I don't think, I think that was in the minority. I think for the most part, everybody was positive. And then Tony Khan, uh, he went on record saying that, you know, uh, Sammy went to the, uh, he took the proper proceed, uh, uh, outlets, you know, he had to, uh, yeah, we got, some. we got the quote here. He was talking to sports illustrated, uh, and he said, uh, Sammy completed four weeks of his extensive sensitivity training and his curriculum included subject matters of tolerance, gender, race relations, and why people words matter. During his suspension, he was very contrite. I asked him to use the time to try and become a better person. And I think he did. Sammy was off of TV for a month and suspended without pay for 30 days. And I think it was the right time for Sammy to come back because he is, he has shown that he is very sorry. Mr. Tony Khan. I, hey, Tony said it well. Uh, I agree with Tony. Yeah. You know, they had it. Listen, they had to react to something. And I think Tony Khan made the right call to suspend Sammy to further notice and to send them to sensitivity training, whatever, whatever classes or courses, whatever he had to do. Yeah. They, you can't be PC and say like Hulk Hogan and his wife can, can never come to an AEW show. But when it comes to like your own talent, yeah. whether it was last week or years ago, not like react to it. Like you had to do something. So Tony made the right call and I have no problem with Sammy G coming back. Uh, it's not like Sammy G did something. He just said something that was stupid. Five years ago. Right, right, right. <laughs> but they, but, but like, whether it was five years ago or two weeks ago, like I said, you can't be a PC yeah. company and yeah, like yeah. point the finger and say like, "Oh, we're against this and we're against that," and then on your own talent, be like, "Well, you know, he's different because he's our talent." Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 like, you can't have inclusion and then like, right, <laughs> right, right, right. But choose. I'm happy for I'm happy for Sammy G. Yeah, yeah that's one hell of a face, bro. <laughs> 
By the way, if you guys are looking at our Facebook video, uh, all the pictures that I've been putting up there, uh, they're actually on our Instagram page and our Facebook page. You guys can go ahead and give it a follow uh, where you can uh, stay up to date with all the news that are going on. So, yeah, numbers are going down and we've come back to normal in no time. And there's COVID. Uh, so, <laughs> but <laughs> again, like it feels like must watch TV. You know what I mean? AEW feels that way. NXT after the Great American Bash, not so much. <laughs> but again, because okay, so let let's let's talk yeah. about NXT because you know we're gonna get hate like oh you guys are just praising AEW and Impact. Do we have with to- all the w- <laughs> well, all the WWE stuff? You're pairing it. I mean, if listen, if the show is not good, you know we're gonna call it out even there's been times we called out aw where they've done the gazy stuff we were just we're not burying but we were criticizing their women's division just now but okay but but it's it's not okay burying something is not talking bad about them burying something is over an extended period of time consistently like talking shit about them and not liking anything that they do if somebody calls a AEW, ANW, you're burying AEW. What we do here is we look at the product and we tell you, you know what? I like this. I don't like that. I like this. Mm-hmm. This could be better. Again, as fans, like if we were to sit here and bury shit, like why would I even tune in? <laughs> you why, know? why would we even have a podcast? Yeah. So we call it down the middle. And that's why even when Sammy's here, our own Sammy, not Sammy G. But our own Sammy. That's why the three of us, maybe sometimes we see things alike. But more than ever, we see things differently. And that's what you need. You know what I mean? Right. And and, I th- and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having different opinions about different products. I, I, I think the issue I have with wrestling fans that I cannot stand mm-hmm. is just because you watch Impact or you watch whatever brand you like, and I don't watch that. Why would I bury like? Why would I insult you and say like you're stupid for watching that brand? Like, yeah. what? like who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Like, why would I care if you like something? Like, there was a stupid comment uh, someone posted on on the picture that I got tagged recently. Um, it was when I was in Japan, mm-hmm. and the person commented and said something stupid like, "Oh, this is a great picture, but you guys went there for like." And I'm gonna say it like yeah, not yeah, word yeah. for word but he said something down the lines like you guys went there for like a, a misconception for new japan it's not a world it's not a world but i'm like who cares like who okay ca- who really okay. cares okay first of all fuck that guy okay <laughs> second of all people love to bitch to bitch okay if you i i can do and i can make and i could hacer y deshacer build and, and, and break down whatever the fuck I want with my stuff. I use my money to do what I want with it. You chose to take that time, right, to go watch a wrestling show. Fine. But you went to Japan, and that's what right. people that's what people hate because they see you living your best life, and where do they see it? In the bathroom as I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I'm going to put a... a, a a good comment where I'm going to burn him. No, stupid. Your dumbass is still sitting in the toilet at home, taking a shit, wishing you were in Japan. Right. 
So you you coming up with that that comment was longer. And the, and the thing and the funny thing about that too is the picture had nothing to do with wrestling. No, you you, you guys were at a, like a restaurant, wasn't it, or something like that? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, was it uh? uh wasn't it that robot? robot the robot, robot dancing. <laughs> yeah. Robot. Robot something. Damn it. Yeah, the, the picture had nothing to do with wrestling. But, but that, okay, nothing but, at all. But Mario, I, I've told you, when I went to Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. I went to Chicago to watch a soccer game, right? Right. How long is a soccer game? A soccer game takes less time than a wrestling match, than a wrestling show, right? Because a soccer game is 90 minutes. Wrestling, let's say, three hours, right? But that doesn't mean that's the only thing you did. What you did yeah. was you went to a place where you're able to find and meet people that have the same likes or the same interests than you do, and you're able to make connections with people. You're basic... Fuck that guy. You're networking is what you're doing. (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So when I went to Chicago again, yeah, I went to go watch a soccer game, but then we also took the tour of Chicago. We had deep dish pizza. We met people that live out there. We're actually friends with them now. Again... People do that because they're at home. They wish they were in Chicago. They wish they were in Japan. They wish they were sitting in, the, you know, in in the Tokyo Dome watching this. Mm-hmm. But they're not. You know what I mean? So fuck that guy. Yeah. Hashtag fuck that guy. <laughs> so let's talk about NXT. Uh, yeah. Keith Lee opened up the show, and he announced that he would be vacating the North American Championship. And William Regal announced at Takeover Thirty. SummerSlam weekend, there will be a ladder match to determine who will be the new North American champion. Yeah. And they're gonna be there's gonna be through triple threat matches leading up to uh the ladder match. Okay. Pretty much qualifiers. Nice. And we had one triple threat match this week. Bronson Reed, he defeated Gargano and Roderick Strong. The match was really good. I think this was the match of the of the night mm-hmm. from both companies. I really enjoyed this match. I'm not big on Bronson Reed. Um, he's he's cool. He has a different look. He has a unique look. I, I will say for a big guy, yeah. he he could move and he could wrestle. I don't expect him to win the the ladder match to mm-hmm. be the North, new North American champion. But I think this was the right call for him to pick up a win over Gargano and Strong. You know, Gargano and Strong. I think they're above that at this point. I think that this is one of those cases like, okay, we have a mid-card title that is now vacant. Let's make a guy, you know? The, uh, Gargano, former yeah. North American champion. Roderick Strong, also former uh, North American champion. I don't think they really needed to go over. I think Bronson Reed, even if he doesn't win the ladder match, yeah. he gained a lot from winning this triple threat match from two credible opponents. He, he kind of reminds me of uh, was it Ace Romero. The guy that we saw up in uh, Northeast Wrestling? Yes, Big he's a little bit guy. slimmer than Ace Romero. Yeah, yeah. But but again, if you didn't know about this guy, now you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now you're going to do what I just did because I didn't watch NXT this week because I was on vacation. But <laughs> I pulled up his <laughs> Wikipedia. Now I'm looking at what he has done. You know what? Maybe I, I probably saw him in Wrestle Rampage or I can, I can look into that stuff. Again, th- this is what this stuff is about. You can look... And you have all this information now. It goes back to what we were talking about before. Before, you had to tune in Mondays. You had to tune in Thursday. And if you missed it, what? You're going to use dial-up internet to try to find out, you know what I mean, who who, who Dean Douglas was, you know? 
Nobody's gonna do that. But nowadays you have the ability to Fucking, do that. You download something and for like and you're waiting three hours for it to finish and then you get a phone call and it ruins everything. Fuck mom, get off the phone. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I just, I just, I went back in time. All right, in more, um, in more NXT uh, news, and listen, I'm only talking uh, about yeah. NXT, like the stuff that stood out, because NXT yeah. has not really, ever since the Great American Bash, to be honest with you, it hasn't really been a good show. But uh, do you think it feels like inter- WrestleMania, like the the way WWE feels WrestleMania, like the the week after WrestleMania, where like people are just phoning it in? Aside from like that, I don't know, man. I, I, NXT's in a weird state right now. They had a lot of momentum uh-huh. leading up to the Great American Bash and the both nights at the Great American Bash, and they just did, they haven't followed it up at all. Yeah. So in the main event, you had Killer Cross versus Dijak. I like what Killer Cross is doing, and Dijak is still my boy. And they kind of ran a Rocky Four storyline. Mm-hmm. So, Killer Cross, Carrying Cross, was like destroying Dijak, and yeah. then Keith Lee came out trying to like, like, hey, it's over, like, just finish him already. Yeah, yeah. And Dijak was telling him no, no, and then Killer Cross, like, he like just destroyed the he, ki- he killed Dijak, you know that basically it was very it was very Rocky Four and. Like I said, I haven't really been into the NXT product like that. I don't think it's been that good, but I like this program. I really mm. do. Well, and, and with NXT, and NXT is like the worst brand for you to be in, in a sense. And let me get to the point I'm trying to make. Right? Just don't, don't, don't go don't, don't just push me over to the side. Cause why? Cause you have a guy that comes in, right? Unless you're Finn Balor, and then you come back to NXT, then that's something totally different. But I'm talking about. Let's look at a, uh, like a Dijak, right? Or uh, Undisputed Era. They have a shelf life on NXT. They can only be there for so long. It's not like you could be like multi-time, you know, three, four, five, six-time NXT champion because the way that the WWE structured is it's still considered their B show. So you need to build these new stars because now you're going to have the Undisputed Era. They're going to start coming up. Uh, our our boy uh, Velveteen Dream. We don't even know what the hell is going on with him. You know, I would I would assume <laughs> that dude's gonna get fired sooner rather than later. Champa Champa and Gargano. There's only so many times you can have them go at each other. So now Champa's you, in limbo. Champa hasn't even been booked for like the last month. But that's what I'm Maybe saying. Maybe even longer than that. So now you need to build a Killer Cross. You need to build a Dijak. Like we know of them because we're just crazy, right? But the casual fan has no idea who this this guy is coming out with this blonde girl with this awesome entrance, right? right? They have no idea. So now you need to build. And it was the perfect build because you've been building Keith Lee. People know of Dijak because of the, of the good matches that he's had with Keith Lee. But this, if you're just a casual fan, this put Killer Cross right in your crosshairs, basically. No pun intended, right? Because right. now... Now you know this guy. Now, if you didn't think that this guy was a heel, that little interaction, that's straight up, again, 80s or 90s heel. Mm-hmm. Rocky Four, like, if you look at it, like, the only thing that Dijak needed to wear was, like, the red, white, and blue trunks, and that was it. That was, that was Rocky Four. You know? All Killer Cross needed to do was wear pretty much Dijak's attire. Ba- bring a tie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would I would destroy you. That's pretty much <laughs> what he needed to do. But again, it's it's good because now you're building characters, you're building new people, you're building new uh storylines. And mm-hmm. that's why I said they're kind of stuck because you have to evolve. 
No pun intended. Right. Again, you have to evolve every couple of months. So we'll see. I, I like it though. All right, I want to definitely get your opinion on this because this could either you might either not have an opinion, fuck that, guy. or no, you're gonna sorry. go, or you're gonna go on one of your rants. So I'm very <laughs> curious to hear your opinion about this. No opinion. Go. <laughs> um, go. What's your thoughts uh-huh. on this whole Adam Cole Pat McAfee thing that happened? I think it's a work. I think it's a work, and this is why I tell you. What the fuck, bro? Don't call me. And then he gets up. Like, motherfucker, if you and I have a problem, I don't care about the mic. First of all, I'm going to push the mic aside. I'm going to push it up because I want it out of my way to come towards you. Right? Like, it looked fake. Right? And I like Pat McAfee. You could book that because he's a talker. I like Pat McAfee, too. I'm actually... I'm actually... I don't know if it's it's an unpopular opinion to say this Mm -hmm. because I know Pat McAfee does have his haters of course but i actually like pat mcafee okay so I, i'm a follower of barstool sports right i follow mm-hmm. prez i follow you know their their pages the what they do the 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 one bite app all that shit right? i follow them so i know when pat mcafee was working with them right before this espn stuff before this wwe stuff he was with them right and i used to listen to when he first started his podcast with them right and pat mcafee's a wrestling fan Pat McAfee knew that he was a punter, that people don't care about the punter. People care more about the fourth-string quarterback than the punter, even though the punter may be playing every game. You know what I mean? But he said he needed to find a way to stand out. His little (laughs) walk thing that he did was making fun of McMahon's walk. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So how do you build it up? Again, you have this whole Fox thing. You have, you know what I mean, ESPN. Remember we were still talking about that a couple months ago? What better way to have McAfee come to to the to the main brand, come to SmackDown, where you're tanking on the on the ratings, have him come on there, then have Cole show up. Right? It it was fake. It was fake, but to the untrained eye, they believed it. Okay. So I watched it, and the first thing I thought was, "It's a, it's a fucking work. It's yeah. a work. It's a work." That's the, the and then I, I rewatched it a couple more times, and while I do agree with you, mm. everything visually looked suspect. Yeah. At the same time, what's the end goal here? Like Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, you can't I have a match. It's a draw. I, I, it's not a draw to me. It's not a draw for me. And no disrespect to Matt, Pat McAfee, but mm-hmm. he's while he's a wrestling fan, you could clearly tell he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. And he, he he works for WWE, right? Mm-hmm. He Adam Cole getting into a feud with Pat McAfee is underneath Adam Cole. But what if Triple H came to you and so, said, "Hey, Adam, so, 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 we so, need you to, to me, do this." So, so to me. While it does look like a work, at the same time, it's like, what's the end goal here? Like, to me, the, if the if the end goal is for them to have a match, I think it's stupid. Okay. I don't I think, think... To me, and me, yeah. as a, and me as a wrestling fan, right? Me as a wrestling fan, I just, like, man, like, this is beneath Adam Cole. And this is no disrespect to Pat McAfee. It's beneath Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. I'm not really interested. It's just, eh. I think, okay. And again... We're not burying. 
We're just saying, hey, this looked like a work, right? And what's the end goal? To me, if you would have taken a couple of more seconds and a couple of subtle things in there, right? Let's say you and I have a disagreement, right? And we're okay. talking, right? And you're like, oh, you're a small guy, right? Mm -hmm. I would have just blown up at you, right? And I meant to hit the mic on purpose. But well, what I would have done is, yo, don't call me that. Oh, no, but you are a small guy, blah, blah, blah. Yo, like I'm coming from a, a good place. Don't call me that, right? And then blow up and then go at him. Those two extra steps that you kind of like, yo, put him on check, kind of makes sense when you're like, yo, fuck you, I'm walking out, whatever, you're talking shit. Like, it just went from zero to 100. May, may, okay, so I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, Devil's advocate, go. Making making the 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 argument here, like yeah. I'm I'm trying to play I'm trying to play the side, like okay, what if this yeah, isn't yeah. a work, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe yo Pat McAfee just hit a nerve on Cole, because think about it, think about it like this, right? And mm -hmm. I was listening to Busted Open yesterday, mm -hmm. and Mark Henry said something where when he came back from the from when he came back to the WWE after he did like his uh, stint in, in OVW when yeah. he was like uh, repackaging shit, yeah, yeah. Or it might have been when he was training for uh, the Olympics again. One of those mm. times that he took a break. When he came back, he, he didn't mention the, the person's name, but he got to meet like new talent or whatever. Mm. And this individual, it was a female, came up to him was like, oh, my God, I heard so much about you. I'm glad that you're back with the company. Uh, everybody speaks highly of you. You're so talented, whatever. Even though you're not the most good-looking guy or a handsome guy, that hit a nerve to Mark Henry, mm -hmm. and Mark Henry said, "Like, what, bitch? Like, he, like he spazzed out, right?" <laughs> and then everybody looked at him crazy because it was like, "Nah, he, yo, she just called me ugly, right?" Okay. So, and then Mark explained it that that was an insecurity of his, right? Yeah. yeah. He looks at back at it now. He's like, maybe he shouldn't have like spazzed out the way mm -hmm. he did. Maybe that's an insecurity. Maybe Adam, because every what what's the biggest fear when it comes to Adam Cole, like us fans, right? Yeah. That he's going to move on to Raw and SmackDown, and that Vince is not going to treat him right because he's a smaller guy. Of that's course. our biggest fear, right? Of course. I'm sure Adam Cole reads all this. It probably hits. So maybe this is something that's been told to him throughout his whole career, even before signing to WWE. Oh, you'll never go to the WWE because you're too small. Oh, you'll never be a main event yeah. guy because you're too small. Oh, maybe you you can never be a world champion in WWE because you're too small. At some point, maybe – and listen, I'm not speaking for Adam Cole, but I'm just mm. thinking like, hey, listen, we're all human here, right? We all yeah. have our insecurities and, and question ourselves. Maybe that's something that he's getting tired of. And the second Pat McAfee – because, you know, he's the type of guy that oh, can cool. get on your nerves, right? Yeah. The second Pat McAfee said – Oh, you know, for he made that small comment. Yeah. Yo, Adam Cole was like, "Yo, fuck you," and he just blew up. Yeah, but but, and and I understand that, right? And and I've seen people react out of nowhere, right? Right. But I think to me, and I'm a skeptic. To me, to me, everything's at work. You know what I mean? You have to look into it because, again, we're wrestling fans. Anybody? I know. You even fucking thought Bret Hart getting attacked at the Hall of Fame was a work, but you didn't know that. <laughs> But you didn't right. know that until you had the whole information. Again, if the, Leo, if the guy... Leo's the type of person. Lisa Leo's the type of person who'll see an assassination on TV and be like, oh, it's a uh, work. No, I have, to, <laughs> I have to believe it. I have to see the gun. Uh, but, okay, the, the Bret Hart thing. That looked like such a Vince McMahon type of thing where you're going to have a guy with a Rastafarian hot hat. Like, you know what I mean? 
Like, t- tell me that that uh, you had the the number one show that weekend going down in Madison Square Garden. All right. eyes were on that show. You tell me, big man, wouldn't think twice about hey, you enhancement talent, put on this Rastafarian hat and then go tackle somebody. Come on, Mario. I just, you know what? <laughs> that, my reaction when I saw that, when I when I was on my phone and I saw that, yeah. that kind of took me away from the show. When I first thing that I just wanted to, I wish I was there so I could just beat this dude's ass because the dude was a scumbag. For doing okay, but, but I didn't think I didn't think it was a work at all. No, no, no. But but okay, the, the way that I saw it, right? So we right. were sitting, we were watching the show. You guys were up there. We were down here with my wife. I look over and there's a guy on his phone showing it to his friend, where Bret Hart is like, like when he got hit, you know, like that one picture. And I'm like, oh what? man, and I'm Yo, like, that breaks what? my heart. And shout out, and shout out to X because X was with us, yeah. at, at the garden. And I remember when we found out the news that. It, it took me and X kind of out of the show for a bit because I'm like, yo, okay. I feel so bad for Brett. I feel, I felt like, I, you know, it's just Brett. Brett Hart can never catch a break, man. This dude has like the worst fucking luck. Okay, I wanted like, listen, let, let me put it this way. I kind of wanted to give oh, Brett Hart a hug. That's how I felt. Yeah, well, you can't do it because of his neck. But um, but <laughs> what? Right. And again, my skeptic head went to McMahon had something to do with it. Right, because because of of everything that was around it, this was the first show where you were you were able to get a combination of two brands that were hot at the time. You know, needless to say, whatever the hell Ring of Honor did after that, but you had a show, a must watch show. You had a sold out Madison Square Garden. You had people not caring about the Hall of Fame to go to this show. If you're McMahon, I saw it as a business move. Right, if I have to get somebody to tackle you, Mario, I'm the expensive brat. Okay, but again, that's where my head went to when I saw the guy in front of me show his friend the 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 picture. So was that the same year? Was that the same year that uh, that Brutus the Barber Beefcake got inducted? That Hulk Hogan inducted him? Was that the same year? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was a Hall of Fame. Because it was it wasn't just Bret Hart. It was the the Hart. Um... And, and by and by the way, we're gonna go back to the Adam Cole and Pat McAfee yeah, thing. Yeah, but it, just, it was just like it, now you got me on this Bret Hart thing. So. Be, no, but because okay, so and, and we're so in the machine and the cog, you know, the everything moving that you don't get a chance to actually break down things that happen. People saw that. I remember. I remember you messaged us, and he was like, "It's a work." I was like, "What are you fucking crazy?" Okay, but but now now that I explained to you where my right, head right. was no, at, no, no, no. where I'm it. sitting, what I'm looking, very, it's it's very fugazi. Like you said, you get a random fucking hobo with a Rastafari gimmick on his head. But again, everything said McMahon. Like like in my mind, everything was McMahon. He would have done that because he wanted to mess with the show that was going on at the Garden. That was popping. As the so the, the reason why I mentioned Brutus the Barber Beefcake was if that was the year that Brutus the Barber Beefcake got inducted and Hogan inducted him, why not attack Hogan? Because nobody, listen, Bret Hart is beloved. I yeah. can't say the same thing about Hogan right now. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, 1999. Uh, yeah, and it was the same year. 
Okay, so okay, so what I'm trying to say is like, let's say if you're the theory you originally had was true, hypothetically yes. here, if we could somehow rewind time and we didn't know that this was just some jerk off that attacked Bret Hart, right? Let's yeah. say we didn't know that, and your theory was it's a work, right? Yeah. Why not? If Vince was crazy enough to do this, why not attack Hogan? Why had to be Bret? <laughs> because Bret screwed Bret. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Love Bret Hart. Okay, okay. Back to Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. So what I'm trying to say is, for argument's sake, Yo. if this wasn't a work, yeah. I, you know, Adam Cole, and hey, maybe if this, if this is a work, listen, Adam Cole to me should be an actor when he's done wrestling. Yeah. Because I think, no, I no, think but- how he came off was very realistic and very, like, if I was... Mm. In his shoes, I probably would have spazzed out too the way he did. Mm-hmm. But but do you think this was the first? And and to what you said before, th- this is not the first time that Adam Cole has been called small, right? Right. And so so, you know this. You have a jerk off because you know they're going back at each other, throwing jabs, yeah. and then Pat McAfee just it just got under his skin and called it small, and then Adam Cole just hey, lost it. Hey, that was a Vince moment. That moment right there has been put on every single channel. TMZ, Fox 5, ESPN is showing like highlights of it. Like you got people talking. You know? So 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 okay, so if it's a work, what's the end goal here? What do you think? Cuz to be honest, I I, I really am get, not interested in a Pat McAfee Adam Cole match. Okay, you're not interested. I'm not interested. The people that listen to us are not interested. Right, but we'll still tune in to SmackDown. We'll still tune in if it's on to Raw. What they're trying to do, <laughs> I know it's not a politics show, but this is exactly what Trump is trying to do with Barstool Sports. Okay, so this week the press from Barstool Sports actually went to the White House to interview and to do like a pizza review, which is one of the things that they do with the president. Why? Because they want to reach the younger demographic. The Barstool Sports headspace is teens to early 30s right so what's missing from wrestling now and the whole hokey thing that happened a couple years ago is you had a lot of these people fall away from wrestling so now you have that connection right barstool sports younger crowd pat mcafee you have people that that follow over so now if you hear about pat mcafee and adam cole you're like okay who's this adam cole guy i've never heard of him because I was watching WWE at the time. Let me look into it. So it's not for us. This whole thing, if it, if it's a work, it's not for you and me and and Ben and X and, and you're... It's not for us. This is to get new people to come in and watch the product. This is for those new... Hey, you get a free month if you want to watch the do WWE think, Network. Do you, okay, so my next question is... Dale. Do you think a Pat McAfee and Adam Cole match up hypothetically here yeah, yeah do you think it's draw enough do no. you think it's gonna be no no, right? no because okay so mcafee he's gonna play <laughs> he, he's gonna play the miz when the miz first came to the wwe it was all talk mm-hmm. people knew that he was playing a character but people still wanted to kick his ass that's still okay. getting people to tune in you don't need McAfee right. in the ring. The second you put McAfee in the ring, you have the whole Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler thing. Where you know that Jerry Lawler was going to whoop his ass either way. Right? So, keep McAfee around. Your next logical step, put McAfee in a pre-show for the next pay-per-view. Right? 
and then have Adam Cole confront them there. That's your next step. Damn, at a pre-show, bro? <laughs> no, but what happens is this. Now that is the follow-up to the original oh, thing. Okay, okay, no, no, no. I misunderstood you. I get what you're saying. If McAfee's doing the analysis at the yeah, pre-show, yeah. you have Adam Cole fucking confront him. Okay, I got it. Okay. I got it, I got it. I got not, it. not have the match. I, you know, right. I, you know what I took it? I took it as like you, Pat McAfee having like some enhancement no, no, talent no, match no. at the pre-show, and then no. Adam Cole confront him. But if you're talking about like the way you just set it up... Okay, I get where you're. Th- Who knows, man? It might draw. Who knows? Yeah. It might draw. I just in my the way I watch wrestling and what I'm into, I'm just not interested. But who knows? Maybe they'll get me into. Who knows? Pat McAfee might actually be good, and we might see like a, a Canadian destroyer from the guy. Yeah. We don't know. So now again, remember, like wrestling is a global thing, and and our boy Ben Cliff from New York, uh, from New York, <laughs> from England, he's saying as an Englishman, uh, I don't know who Pat McAfee is. I do know who he is now. I checked him out, and I think McAfee is going to get a returning to person to represent him against uh, my, uh, Cole. Okay. Hey, but listen, if it's going to be, uh, if they're going that route, yeah, and then we'll move on. If we're, if they're going to go in that route, where Pat McAfee is going to have like someone representing him, yeah, right. They Leo better Rush. give us the fucking home run because if it's fucking disappointing, yeah. this whole thing is just a waste. And and again. With using these NFL guys. Now, we know who they are because we're here in the States and we watch football, right? And and it's a perfect thing with Ben Cliff. Back when you had Lawrence Taylor in WrestleMania against Bam Bam Bigelow, people didn't know who the fuck Lawrence Taylor was. They knew who Salt and Pepper were, but had no idea who, who Lawrence Taylor was, right? Correct. When you had... When you had um, Gronk signed with the knew, WWE. They, they, they knew who Jonathan Taylor Thomas was, but they didn't know Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> why, why is he in the ring? Why is he so important? Why is he wearing a shirt that has big numbers? That's not that's not a football shirt. See what I did there? English soccer. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I got it. I got it. But, I got it. <laughs> but with, and, and again, the only thing you need to know with Pitt McAfee is, and I'll put it in soccer terms, okay? Pat McAfee is the 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 Gareth Bale, and I'll explain it to you, Mario, of the soccer world, where you know the guy could be something, but he's on the bench, and people look at more what he's doing on the bench than what he's doing on the field. Like, he, he adds to the game, but is not an integral part of the game. Now, what separated him from everybody else is this guy could talk. So he got a little steam online. People in college were following him, what he was talking and what he was doing. Then he built his whole persona where he started a whole podcast and he would just talk like we're doing here, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's what got him now to be where he's at with, you know, with ESPN, with WWE and everything. Right. But it was a process. Right. Now, it adds that he's a football player because WWE is always looking for that name recognition. They want to show you that picture of them in high school, you know, like that rock picture that they always show you from uh, Miami. Um but other than that, if you look at McAfee, like not knowing anything else before that, the guy's a talker. The guy's an oh, no, the dude, listen, Pat, and when I'm saying that I'm not interested in Cole and Pat yeah. McAfee, this is not, this is not discrediting Pat McAfee as like a, a personality. Cause I think he's hilarious. I think he's very entertaining. Yeah. I enjoy him in, in the, in the pre-shows when he does like analysts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the guy. And, and it's funny. It's just, <laughs> I have no idea program, who. Go ahead, guy. In a, it's just a Cole and Pat McAfee program. I'm just n- not into it. But but, but, but it, it depends maybe, on how they do it. 
but, but maybe they'll change my maybe they'll change my mind. Who knows? You, you remember the the McMahon and Trump uh, whole thing that was going on back in the day with Lashley and Umaga and yeah. Stone Cold? Uh huh. We didn't want that either. But you know what? It was it was okay. Right. It was it was something to watch. So, <laughs> lastly, lastly, not lastly, but lastly, um, Leo Rush and Janela. No, what? Yes, Leo Leo Rush and Janela. Leo Rush did pop at GCW yesterday, and they're gonna have a match today, which they're booking as like Leo Rush's final match or whatever. I like the so cartoon thing. That was actually good. Yeah, that was Headlock Comics. It's a Philly dude. That does all those uh, art pieces. Really, really cool. Nice. So, lastly, on Friday Night SmackDown, they teased uh, a potential Big E singles yes. run. I like it. I like uh, it. Kofi Kingston is going to be out of commission for like six weeks, um, over a month or whatever. Xavier Woods, you know, he's still dealing with his injury. And ever since they tagged, they lost the tag titles. Um, what's next for the new day? And they teased a potential Big E singles run. Now, this is a guy, he's talented in the ring. Mm -hmm. He can talk on the mic. Would you be into a potential Big E singles run and maybe gunning for the universal world title? Yes. But don't do it as the new day. You're trying to, what, you want him to turn heel? Not turn heel, right? Hear me out. Yes, I like the whole, oh, New York. That's fine. But that works as a threesome. That works as a twosome. You're going to look weird look, doing it by yourself, right? So, but how do you transition out of that, right? And the picture that you put up on our Instagram, at Lucha Outsiders Everywhere, um, that black with the lion singlet, have them turn into that. You know what I mean? Like, who, whoever he's going to go against, just have him say, hey, you know, you were better back then. You were the da 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 You know, you, you, you were more of a force back then. They've watered you down. And then the way you build it up is have him, won that title match, show up like that. Show up like that, that believable Big E. Not the funny, gyrating Big E. Like, you can have that before the match, but once the match comes on, that's the face you want to see. I'm I all like for it. That. I like that. I just think I want him to still be part of the new day. I, I maybe tone down a little mm. bit of the comedy stuff, make him more serious. But like, I could, I could envision right now at some yeah. point. Maybe, maybe it will happen in 2020. Maybe it'll happen in 2021. But I could picture him doing the oh as like a universal champion, like doing mm. his own introduction and. I don't know, man. I think it'll be. I think it'll be cool. And I, I don't think at one point I did want the new day to break up. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm so used to them. I don't want them to break up. You remember Festus? The Doc Gallows. Yes, I do I, remember I, Festus. So you remember the whole thing of where the where the bell rang? He came into this machine. That you, right. You can have Biggie by himself do the whole new day thing. You want Biggie to be Festus. No, 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 not, not, <laughs> ay, Dios mio. No, I don't want him to be Festus. What I want him to be is, yeah, do the Me whole new day. his tongue to stick out like Festus, and, too. Does it look up like that? <laughs> no, I want him to, when he comes to the ring, do the whole, oh, New York City. Okay, do all that. But when the bell right. rings, like, I don't know. It have, changes. Have him bring a strap down or something, you know what I mean? Or do the whole, uh, was it Garza that he would, like, 
shit, like swipe out his pants and shit, and you know what I mean? Like have Angel him do, Garza's pants, yeah. yeah, have him do something where, hey, it's all fun and games until the bell rings. That's right. that's the big E that scares people. Not the gyrating one that that you know is on total yeah, divas. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying too. Like I want Big East to still rep the new day, still be mm-hmm. part of the new day. I don't want them to break up, but just a little bit more serious, Biggie. Like, of course, to tone down a little bit of the comedy stuff. Like I don't want it. Like okay, if he's gunning for the universal title, right? And mm-hmm. I'm just using this as an example. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him to be like humping the ring or like the. The, the ramp you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like i don't want i want him to cut down on the comedy a little bit and kind of see maybe uh a little mixture version of the previous biggie biggie yeah. langston when he was more serious oh that was he, okay but he was scary back then yes 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 you know what i mean like yeah he was the muscle for Dolph ziggler and, and aj aj lee but you believed it man i think i think wwe missed the ball with Ziggler and Biggie, they should have been tag champs. Just my opinion. <laughs> you, you should have extended that. Right, right. They they could have. Man, I, I, they missed the ball. They dropped the ball with them because the, I did enjoy Biggie and Dolph Ziggler as a as a unit. But but that's what I'm saying. Like that's the face that I want to see if he's gonna go for the title. I don't need him to Santino Morella it. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. We definitely need to see if they if they're gonna take this singles run for Big E series. And listen, the guy's talented. He could talk yeah. on the mic. He 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 looks like a world champion. Let's be yeah. honest here. And he should be a world champion. But I, I do wanna see him still be New Day. Yeah. Just like you said, tone down mm-hmm. the, the comedy stuff. Yeah. And maybe we could get we could go back to a version of this. Like maybe not the exact same Big E Langston that we got, but like a version of it. Like I <laughs> I know you're not. I don't want him to be Shawn Michaels, but look at Shawn Michaels when DX started, and look at Shawn Michaels when he came back, and look at Shawn Michaels now. It's still the same character, but at three different points in his life. Like right. you don't have Shawn Michaels you know, against the Undertaker. He was still kind of DX, whatever. But you don't have him like you know with the with the wipers and then the shit. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of it's kind of if you think about it like it just wouldn't make sense for Shawn Michaels to still be dancing a sexy boy like he does like his little like whatever but like him joculate oh! like oh! him like humping go. and doing all that crazy shit that go. he used to do back in the nineties it just go. wouldn't work now because he's an old man oh my god hold on god damn it I can't type uh, MJF posted something about Shawn Michaels and Becky Lynch. Oh my God! Did you see it? I, I did. See, I did see that, but I don't think that's MJF's real account, though. That's the one that that I've seen other shit him put on. No, I, I know exactly what account you're talking about. MJF just like completely trashes people, but I don't think that's MJF's actual account. I think that's just a. Oh, it will make so someone, much sense if it was. You know what I'm talking would, about. It would, be, right? it would be hilarious if that was really MJF, but I don't think that's him. I don't think that's his actual account. Oh, damn. But it is funny, though. It is funny. It's really funny. I know exactly what you're talking about. In, in case it's you guys, funny. in case you guys didn't see it, there's a picture of uh, Becky Lynch and Shawn Michaels hugging. I think they were doing something probably for like his um, 
his. It was for a movie. It was yeah. for one of the the Miz movies. What is it? The Marine or something? So what this page put now again? I really hope that it's MJF because it was like spot on. It would have been perfect. I, I honestly don't think that's MJF's <laughs> actual page, but it is funny though. It's was, very funny. Was never a fan of Rebecca Quinn to be honest, but whenever this photo pops up on my social media of her helping out some homeless bum, I have nothing more respect for her taking the time out to do this. And it's her and Shawn Michaels hugging each other. I, I don't think I don't think that's MJF's actual oh, page though. But it, it should, is hilarious. It should be though, because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that I thought of when I saw this, I was like, yeah, he can't come out to sexy boy. Just saying. Just he just he's just he's don't get me wrong. He 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 looks good for an old man, but it just doesn't make it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense for him to be doing some of the shit that he did back in the 90s now. But again, so going back to what we're talking about Big E, yeah, you can still have him do the New Day stuff, but when the bell rings, it's business. When the, be- when the bell rings, like, have him be that powerhouse. Because, right. you, again, you say you don't have a lot of big guys. Big E is a big guy. And he's, I, he's freakishly if, if strong, dude, too. Let me, let me tell you something. If the dude to me, does not capture the world championship. Either one, it doesn't matter. But the world championship, at some point in his career, within the next year or two, I think it's a it's a huge miss. Hey, by the way, that page is not. I actually just read the bio. It says, all the latest news and updates on MJF, the number one source oh, for all MJF-related content run by fans in the style of MJF. But I can see MJF saying MJ- that. It's something MJF would say. <laughs> Again, like, that's Leo, why I said that, that I wrapped, saw it. That's why. I <laughs> wrapped this up. Uh, what's your plugs, man? Uh, by the way, uh, Jacob Fatu, you did post it on the page. He did sign with MLW for a long-term deal. Some ass yes. clown said that where's MLW getting the money from? They have no TV deal. Being Sports is a top major company. That was This is the return that I had if, in case he said something. Uh, Being Sports is a uh, global uh, TV station with over eight different channels where they go all over the world in different languages. So I think MLW is okay with money, buddy. Uh, plugs, losradio.com. And yeah, if you guys are doing a show or somebody that has a show or wants to do a show, hit us up. We're actually bringing new people in. We're starting two more Futboleo shows this week. So if our boy Ben Cliff wants to talk about some uh, Premier League we have Fridays open, so let me know, Ben Cliff. Um, so people are saying, yeah, I hope it's MJF so bad. So <laughs> it's not, but it was funny, though. Uh, and check out our page at Lucha Outsiders where Mario is putting up a lot of good stuff on there. Again, a lot of the pictures that I showed today have been from there, so you guys can stay up to date and also uh, text with us and let us know what you guys think so that way we can get uh, some uh, some stuff going on, some conversation. That's it? <laughs> that was it, bro. That was it. And I was tired to do this. And I was like, yeah, maybe we don't do it. But we did it, and it was fun. No, yeah, it was fun. It was a, definitely a fun two hours. Okay, you can find me at RatedR since 87, but make sure you follow, subscribe everywhere, Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast needs. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy, Apple Podcasts, tune in, I missed that app, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also, iHeartRadio. Yes, there you go. Uh, ben Cliff is saying his his team plays in the championship. What's your team, Ben Cliff? Let me know. Um, it, it, it's funny, like soccer in the United Kingdom, right? In 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 England, they have this system of like promotion and relegation, like a lot of other countries. Um, 
which is something that wrestling should like bring into. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to send your guy down a developmental to then become the champions and then come back up. So there you go. Um, so homie, we're here. Sam, That's it. Sam, any plugs? Sam, social media. Sam's not here. Ah. We, we, we did it, bro. We, we got yeah. through. We got through it. By the way, for people that didn't know, my wife actually walked in and had, wanted to have a real serious conversation. While right we're as, about to record. Right as I put the song to start the show, she's like, are you busy? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you guys would have seen what Mario saw. Uh, you saw the face, right? You saw the face, though, right? I saw the face, and the thing was, I was talking. I'm like, yo, this guy has. Did he forget like the intro was playing or something? And you're just having a full blown conversation with your wife. And then when you finally came came in, you do your like, you know, your your stick, your yeah. It was already the end of the song. <laughs> I know. Uh, by the way, Stoke City FC. It's a good team. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna start following. Uh, but no, dude, and, and that's the thing. Like, and that's what we always say. Like, we do this show to not have to worry about all the other shit that's going on. The, the world has some shit going on. We don't need it here. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, mm-hmm. make sure you download subscribe to the podcast version. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy. Apple Podcast, tune in on Mass.io, Lotrio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Leave us a five star frog splash review. Comments, grievances, bury either one of us. It'll most likely be Leo. Me, right here. Me. And it doesn't <laughs> bother me. <laughs> You know what we could start doing, like, to our international crowd? Because we got people that listen to us in the U.K. and Australia. Like, who is that guy? Like, let's say Pat McAfee shows up. Like, we have to kind of, like, tell him who the hell Pat McAfee is. Because... Yeah, you have to give, like... You have to give Ben Cliff a a breakdown of Pat McAfee. There you go. Go, Mario. For Leo. For the old man Leo. For Sammy Suplex. I'm your truly Mr. Radar. Keep it Radar. And stay too sweet. Peace.